Welcome back to another episode of the Most Delicious Life podcast. As always, you are joined by your host, Hannah Issel, an online training, nutrition, and mindset coach, personal trainer, and your go-to fucking girly for all things hype and confidence. And as always, I'm just so excited to be here. I've been working away so hard the past two weeks, guys. Um, And I say that because like, the way that I've been working in my business has fucking elevated. I cannot even explain to you all how much has shifted for me since doing the business intensive with my coach, Ruby. And it just like, oh my gosh, it makes me itch because I just want to tell you guys everything that's coming, everything that's going on. And I know I can't. Um, I hope that you've all been having amazing weeks, amazing weekends. I hope that we are still enjoying the sunshine when she comes out and blesses us with her rays. But other than freaking working hard on my biz, um, I literally just put up some pretty fucking awesome Instagram stories, um, (laughs) which might still be up depending on when you guys listen to this episode. Um, But essentially, I was just talking about how much, or I guess how quickly your body can change, but also that exercise and fitness is not for like the the two month transformation, right? Like if you want to see real change, if you're looking at, you know, your PT's body or that girl in the gym's body, you actually need to assume that she's been doing that for, you know, five, six, seven, freaking however many years, like the photos that I was comparing were from 2019 to 2023. And we all know how many fucking phases and, and, um, you know, eras I've been through in that time when it comes to my health and fitness journey. So like the body that I have now is, it's built on this foundation of years and years of work and consistency. And I don't mean consistency for one week. I mean consistency for those years. And that's something that I think we really get caught up in is like, oh my God, I need to be consistent week by week. And yeah, like absolutely that is true. But the bigger picture is how consistent can you be in a month? How consistent can you be in six months, in a year, in five years, you know, like in five years time, you know, in the grand or in the grand scheme of five years, One week actually just doesn't fucking matter, yet we make it mean so much to us at the time. So that is what I was talking about. You know, I, I, I love, I love looking back at my photos and thinking about my story and my journey because I know how common everything that I went through is. I know that what I've been through and what I have done in my journey in my life is not unique. It's not fucking special. And it's kind of narcissistic, right? (laughs) To think that how we feel and that, you know, our struggles and our pain are unique 
and that nobody else has ever felt it before or nobody else can feel the same way that you feel. And, you know, just just check yourself there, right? Like it is a narcissistic thought. And I've definitely had it before because at the same, like, you know, in saying that I felt so low, I'm like, how can anybody possibly feel this low? And also that's just not a very nice thing to to realize is that other people do have as low self-esteem as you other people do have the same level of body dysmorphia as you other people do feel discomfort in their body every single day as soon as they wake up you know other people worry about um, randoms in the gym and they question if their friends actually like them or not but again very narcissistic to think that your friends are hanging out with you even though they hate you or that they're they're hanging out with you to just like hurt you in another year's time like what a fucking thought you know but I get it I get it we put these thoughts into our own heads but I think that's what I've realized is that yeah these thoughts they come from our own they come from our own minds like for a lot of us nobody's actually reinforcing and telling us these facts they're just coming up to um you know they're just coming up in our own brains oh my god guys we've we've gone fucking deep early and i'm 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 bloody here for it like i love to just get into the conversation like what's the point in fluffing around um I'm just gonna I'm just gonna riff if something comes to my mind right like I'm literally sitting here with a microphone on my lap like my legs up against the wall just like talking to you guys about how you're not special (laughs) how you're not unique (laughs) I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings but it is so motherfucking true I I just can't even express to you how true it is um and I think yeah, I got to this point in my journey where I was just so fed up of fucking hating myself. I was so fed up. Guys, it is exhausting to have that much dislike and that much hatred and that much anger and frustration in your body. You know, it's it's exhausting having that much anger and frustration um, in your body, but projecting it outwards onto other things like the weather or your boss or, you know, your partner or something. But to have it inside you and to internalize it and allow it to manifest into this hatred, this dislike, this discomfort of yourself. Oh my God, it is the most exhausting thing that you can possibly go through. And I got to this point where I was just like, enough is fucking enough. I'm so tired of fearing weight gain. I'm so tired of hating myself even more as the scale goes up. And meanwhile, I'm trying to heal my body from bodybuilding and, you know, gaining weight was going to be a part of the process. And I just got so exhausted that I decided, you know, I think I've told you guys this before, but I just decided I'm not going to fucking diet again. Um, for or for, for a period of time. I was like, I need to take time off dieting. I need to take time off monitoring my food in that type of way in a in a calorie deficit type of way and that's not to say that I stopped tracking food I didn't stop I stopped I think I tracked food for like another six months or 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 longer before I finally stopped tracking food because if you don't know now I I don't track my food and I haven't tracked my food for probably since November or September 2022 so like nine-ish months um and it's just like the best thing um but yeah I just got so tired of it so me and Ruby decided yep um I'm not gonna 
I'm going to stop dieting. I'm not going to have an end date and we're just going to see how this goes. And I actually ended up not dieting for probably about a year, maybe a little bit less than a year. And what actually happened was that I learned to like myself for who I was. I experimented with different clothing styles. I started wearing different outfits. I started training in the gym for strength and working on my form and my technique and not just throwing fucking weight around and getting in thinking I was training hard, getting it done and leaving. Whereas like, you know, now in hindsight, I'm like, wow, I really didn't train very hard. Um, you know, like I went ham on the, on the freaking um, glute, like the hip thrusts, but that was about it. I think I was like Romanian deadlifting, like 15 kilo dumbbells. Now I can go pick up like 25 kilo dumbbells, 27 and a half kilo dumbbells, probably more. I just need to purchase some wrist straps. Um, but you know, like the intensity just wasn't there. And I was absolutely kidding myself because I I thought it was, I was absolutely kidding myself. So after that period of time, and when I finally was like, cool, I've spent the better part of a year being pretty dang uncomfortable in my body, but that's okay. Like I learned to be, I learned to be comfortable in the uncomfortability. I learned that People aren't going to avoid you just because you're holding a little bit of extra body fat than what you prefer, you know? And from from when I actually started to, I guess, in quotes, diet again, um, I, I lost body fat. I, I don't want to say quickly because it wasn't quickly, but it felt like it, it felt quick because all I actually really needed was to honestly, I felt better after losing, I think it was like two kilos. And since then, I think I've actually maybe lost around five, but all I needed was to lose two. And I don't even know if it was about the kilos, but it was more so about proving to myself that I still had control over my body. I could still achieve change if I desired change. And, you know, since that time period back in like November, uh, December, 2022, last year, my weight has definitely fluctuated one or two kilos up and down, up and down, up and down. And anytime that I start to feel a little bit uncomfortable or yeah, like maybe I've been eating out too much and I've just not been mindful enough of what I, um, believe is my, like my good enough. Um, I know exactly how I can make my body feel good again. And that is through movement. And that is through um, eating nourishingly. And nothing crazy has to happen. I don't get on the treadmill. I don't start doing um, assault bike hit like I used to. I don't go for two hour long walks um, to, to do extra movement for the day. It's like I do my gym workouts four times a week. And I walk, you know, maybe five five times a week because I fucking love walking. You know, I play soccer because I love socializing with my friends and playing soccer is like fully awakened in a child in me. And it's amazing. And I like, you know, going for the odd run because I like feeling fit. I like that adrenaline rush that you get. I like those endorphins, you know, nothing is coming from a place of like, Oh, I'm going to do this because it's going to help me lose weight. Everything comes from a place of this is going to make me feel like the most Hannah version of myself. This is going to make me feel the most 
grounded and abundant and happy. And I was explaining this to a client today because she was like, I tried to force myself to go for a walk the, um, the other day and it just didn't happen because it was cold. And I said, oh, I went for a walk last night and it was cold and dark, but um, it was awesome. And she was kind of like, how do you do it? And it's not that I don't think about the cold and the dark, but I think about how I'm going to feel afterwards. And I think about what I can gain from going on that walk. So from going on that walk, I was giving myself time to listen to the voice memos that I had from clients and my coach from the day. I was giving myself time to process and consolidate all those thoughts. I was also getting myself out of the house that I had been in for like the past six hours because I had been working solidly, you know, like I needed to move my body. My watch said like 3000 steps. And to me, that just feels icky. It just feels sluggish. It just, it doesn't feel feel like I'm ready to wind down for the day, you know? Um, It's not about the number of 3,000. It's just like what that indicates to me, right? So I explained to her, I was like, cool. So yeah, it's cold and dark outside and I really could have easily um, popped my trackies on and a hoodie and sat on the couch and, and settled in for the night. But that doesn't give me any amount of gratification. Yes, it's maybe going to give you some instant gratification, but how long is that instant gratification going to last? Whereas if you're shooting for that long-term gratification, and let's be real, a half an hour walk is not even long-term gratification. Um, but I guess in the eyes of the 21st century and social media and and everything being our fingertips, it is. But I went out, went in the cold, had a did, did my walk, came home, had a freaking toasty ass shower, got in my trackies and my hoodie, sat on the couch, and how much more accomplished for the day did I feel compared to if I just got in my trackies straight away and received what I wanted straight away? Straight away does not always make it better. Sometimes you actually need the delay in the gratification to get the full effect of the gratification. And I feel like this leads me nicely into today's topic, which is four simple tips that changed my approach to training. Because I feel like training is just like one fucking big lump of delayed gratification, right? Like we are not getting the body transformation, the blown up glutes, the hourglass figure, the fucking ripped back in a matter of a session. We're getting endorphins, we're getting good vibes, we're getting self-trust, we're getting, um, you know, a nice shoulder pump, we're getting all these other things, but we're not getting the visual that is the main reason why so many of us start on our journey. Now, these tips, I guess, are going to, yes, they're tips, they're absolutely tips, but I also think that they're kind of just like these little reminders, they're just like these little tidbits that if you wrote them down and came back to them in your phone notes, you know, um, in two weeks time, you'd be like, oh yeah, like they're good reminders. Like I need them. Um, or if you came back to this like episode just to like quickly jump through and listen to like what we've spoken about today, you'd be like, oh, good reminder, you know? So tip number one is how you do one thing is how you do everything. So do you feel comfortable doing things by half? And this changed my training so fucking much. When I kind of put two and two together and I began having conversations with some really fucking wise people about how you do one activity in your life is how you will do all activities in your life. I was like, holy ass, holy ass. That is so true. You know, like if you're procrastinating and putting off doing uh, like a cleaning task, 
where in your life are you also procrastinating and putting things off you know if your coping mechanism is to like put yourself down in certain situations in social situations per se where else are you potentially putting yourself down or or using that negativity to bring a level of comfort in an uncomfortable situation so so for me how this manifested was that I was not feeling very energized in my training I wasn't feeling motivated I wasn't feeling excited and when I took a bigger picture view of my life like when I zoomed out in my lens I was like holy shit I'm not feeling energized or motivated or disciplined in any areas of my life right now like I'm I'm not struggling in the in the way that like I'm not doing okay mentally but I just mean like I was not living to this vivacious potential that I know that I can. And as soon as I changed this mindset of how you show up in the gym is going to correlate with how you show up in your real life, (laughs) your real life, like the gym's not our real life, guys. Um, But yeah, how you show up in the gym is going to correlate to how you show up in other places in your life. As soon as I realized that, I started training harder. And what happened? I started showing up happier. I started showing up more confident. I started showing up um, louder. And and that is true to my character. That's not going to happen to everybody. Um, But, you know, all these things changed in my personal life. And I, I always come back to how you do one thing is how you do everything. Because I'm talking like I made this change literally six weeks ago two months ago, you know, not that long ago. And that's not to say that I've not been in that realm before, but it's easy to fall out of it. And that's why I've got these tips because they change your approach to training whenever you fucking bring them back into your mind. So tip number one, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And ask yourself, do you feel comfortable doing things by halves? If you're doing your gym session by a half, Do you feel good and comfortable doing, you know, your work by a half, showing up in your relationship as a half, um, doing half the house chores, you know, looking after yourself as a half? Does that make you feel comfortable? Is that um, living to your full potential or do maybe you need to up the ante in your training a little bit? Uh, Tip number two, the more you put in, the more you get out. It is as simple as that. What you put in is exactly what you will get out of it. You will reap the rewards that you deserve of the effort, energy, and time that you put into it. And again, I don't mean time as in you need to go and slog away in the gym for fucking three hours a day. No, 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 miss little chicken bum. That is just not the case. (laughs) Um, What I mean by that is time as in you're putting in consistency. You're putting in consistent time, but it also means that like, we don't, we're not just looking at this stuff as the gym. Yes. These are tips to approach your training. But personally, when I think about training, yes, I think about my time in the gym, but I'm also thinking about the time and effort and energy I put into going for a walk for my mental health. I also think about the time, effort, and energy that I put into making sure that I go and spend time outdoors every day. Or the time, effort, and energy that I put into, you know, my self-care. Because yes, while that's not training in the gym, I think it all accumulates to the gym. But what I mean really, or like on another level, what I mean with the more you put in, the more you get out, is that if you're 
lifting five kilos for a shoulder press and you've been lifting five kilos for three months, we're not going to see really any shoulder gains here because you're not putting in the effort, the energy and the time to increase that weight and to push harder. Like I can guarantee that that five kilo shoulder press is piss easy for you and you probably need to double that number. I also believe, or I know for a, for a fact, that gym and training and weight selection is all a mental game. And I guess that's my tip number three, actually. So I'm kind of going to mesh tip number two and number three together because gym is a full on mental game. You can only push as hard as your mind allows you to. See how I didn't say you can only push as hard as your body allows you to? Because yes, while that's true to a degree, your body is going to allow you to push a heck of a lot harder than your mind is going going to allow you to push. You know, I don't see nearly enough people failing their reps as we probably should in the gym. And that's not to say go pick up silly freaking weights that you've never lifted before and they're, you know, 20 kilos heavier than what you've been doing and go and hurt yourself, but put on an extra 2.5 kilos on your squat. You know, you're on the hack squat, put another 1.25 kilos on either side. You know, if you're using the shoulder press, go the dumbbells heavier. If you're on the row machine, drop down the little 2.5, you know, hit the top end of your rep range, hold the pause a second longer, slow down your eccentric. Like there's all these different things that we can do to get more out by putting more in. And this is, I'm I'm just going to go straight into point three guys. So it's a mental game and training 110% is. So Last week for me, it was the last week of my training block. And I always feel like on the last week of your training block, you push that bit harder, you go for PBs, you're like, whoa, this is the last week. I never have to do these exercises again. Um, friggin' wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Amazing. But my my coach gave me the best fucking pep talk like of my life. It was incredible. In the nicest way possible and with the most love, she essentially said, baby girl, you're training like a little bitch right now and you need to start pushing harder. Otherwise, we're going to stagnate quicker than you would eat a fucking tub of peanut butter. You know, we're going to we're going to halt and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to go, where? Why is this happening to me? When in reality, like I just wasn't training to my full potential and you know, that's not to say that I wasn't training hard. And we both agreed. Yes, I had already upped the ante in this training block. And I can testament to that because guys, my glutes are looking different. <laughs> different in the best possible way. They are looking juicy. Um, And my Lord, that has really happened in the last six weeks. And something that Ruby actually said to me was, it's almost like these newbie gains because I had such a long period of just going through the motions of just like having a week where I was really into training and then being completely off it for like the next month. And this past block, these past six weeks were my most consistent weeks training in so long. So we're not fucking surprised that things like my glutes are blowing up. Um, but yeah, so she essentially said, train fucking harder because you're being a bitch right now. And I went, yes, ma'am, I'm listening to you and I will take this all on board. So what did I do last week? I went 
mental. I trained like a maniac. I ended up doing 40 reps on my AMRAP on the pendulum squat. And, you know, two things are going on there. Number one, my weight selection. Way too motherfucking light. Number two, I still had more reps left in the tank, but my foot was cramping. So I had to stop and I didn't have anyone there next to me pushing me. So there's another lesson. Lesson, maybe have a gym partner, have a training buddy, or in those situations where you're going for something like an AMRAP, Go ask somebody in the gym who maybe you're a bit friendly with, maybe you feel comfortable with, or even if it's just like this girl who looks like she'd be really fucking nice. Say like, hey, I'm going to do an AMRAP. Would you be able to come over and just encourage me and get those last few reps out for me? Um, I'd really appreciate that because AMRAPs are fucking hard, guys. Like I say trading's a mental game. AMRAPs like on another planet. If you're really going to send them and you're going to push them to the max on a completely different planet. But this is what I mean by it's a mental game. And what last week showed me is just how intense I was pushing my body. Just uh, not how not intense I was pushing my body though. Um, sorry. But it was also showing me how intense I could push my body. And this is another reason why I fucking love PT. Um, why I love working with people in person because I can go to them. Okay, so what are you doing when you're training by yourself for your RDLs? And they can be like, oh, I'm lifting 50 kilos. And then I'm like, okay, well, today we're going to lift 65 or today we're going to lift 70 and we're going to see what happens. And you're going to feel safe and secure because you've got me right there. And then once I prove to you that you can do this weight, that's what you get to go and do um, by yourself. But the same thing goes for when you're working with like a coach online. That's why you should always be sending them your training videos and asking your coach um, to maybe look through your your numbers on your training, on your plan, because not many coaches are going to do that just off the bat um, if you're just like a general um, gym goer. You know, but now and again, they might, or if you ask them, they will. And they might go, even just not, even if they haven't worked with you in person, just looking at the numbers, they might go, hey, I'd love for you to add an extra kilo. Hey, I'd love for you to extra, add an extra five kilos. And that's the challenges that you might need to push your mindset that little bit further, you know? Like I had a client who, I think she was like hip thrusting like 40 kilos. And I said to her, no way you can do 80. <laughs> I said, no way you could do 80. So what did she do? The next, the next um, time she went to the gym, she tried 80. And, you know, lo and behold, she actually couldn't do 80. But she tried 70 after that. And she goes, oh, yeah, I could do 70. And it was really hard. And I really pushed myself. Like, did it matter that she actually could only do like four reps with the 80 kilos? No, we've set her a goal. But she also proved to herself that she could go from 40 kilos to fucking 70 kilos on the hip thrust. So was the outcome actually really fucking beneficial? Yes. And this is what I mean by it's a mental game because she absolutely died when I said do 80 kilos, but she still went and did it because she had the encouragement and the support of somebody. So it's your responsibility to encourage and support yourself if you don't have a coach to lean on. And this segues me, <laughs> segues. Oh my goodness. There's another podcast and sometimes they say segui as a joke. And I almost did that. And I'm like, I can't do that on my podcast because no one knows the fucking joke. And I just sound like a dipshit. Anyway, this segues me on perfectly to my last tip. Tip number four. I was told that I can. I was told that I can. I just want you to like, let that sink in. Have you ever been told that you can? Have you ever told yourself that you can? And have you ever believed 
either the other person or yourself when you said that you can. Because the most painful and common things I hear when I hand somebody the weight that I want them to lift is, oh no, that's too heavy. Wow, wow, no, stop, that's way too, I can't do that. Oh, I've never lifted that weight before. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. It's all why they shouldn't be trying. It's all, you know, this barrier, this block, it's already putting into their brains that this weight is going to be too heavy, too hard, not manageable. Um, They're not strong enough. Instead of going, oh, here's a challenge. Let me fucking take it. Let me take it by the horns and conquer it and make it my bitch. They're already just going, I don't think I can do that. That's too hard. Um, I don't believe in myself. But the biggest thing when it comes to increasing the intensity in your training, when it comes to showing up as that fucking gym girly that you know you want to be and that I know that you can be, is actually believing in yourself. You know, one. I think also one of the biggest reasons why I see much slower progression in some of my clients' numbers than I know that they could be doing is because of the lack of trust in themselves. Because it's a, what if I fail the rep? Okay, what if you fail the rep? What's going to happen then? You're going to put it down. You're going to go get the lighter weight and, and come back next week and try the heavy weight again. That's exactly what's going to happen. Because just because that week you couldn't do the heavier, the heavier weight doesn't mean that the, we- the week after you can't. And guys, progress is not linear. You're not meant to just get stronger every, every single week. Some weeks you're going to lift 10 kilos on the shoulder press and it's going to feel easy. Some weeks you're going to lift... 10 kilos on the shoulder press and it's going to be feel like the hardest thing in the world. Some weeks you might not, you might even come in and you can't lift 10 kilos and you've got to pick up the nines. Does that mean that you got weaker? No, just means that you're having an off week. Maybe you just got a poor sleep. Maybe your recovery has just been no good. Maybe you're in your luteal phase or on your period. You know, there are so, maybe you haven't eaten breakfast. There are so many different reasons as to why we aren't showing up in the exact same fashion as we showed up the week previous for the same workout. But I want you guys to start using language that elevates you, that lifts you up, that allows you to believe that actually I can add the two and a half kilos to my to my weight. You know, like I said, I don't want you all to go away and add fucking 20 kilos to your deadlifts. That's dangerous. We're not, we're not about that. But what we are about is adding two and a half kilos, five kilos and trying that out and going, actually, that felt really easy for set one. Maybe set two, I'll add another two and a half or another five. You know, you can increase the weight every single set. Don't be lazy. Go and replace the weight. If you picked up five kilos and you actually needed six or a seven, go switch the dumbbells. Don't just go, oh, well, this is what I've got now. Because how you do one thing is how you do everything. These four points, they all tie together. So I'm going to go back through them so you guys can remember them before the episode wraps up. And if you haven't, I would so recommend writing these down and exploring how these manifest in your own life. So How you do one thing is how you do everything. Do you feel comfortable doing things by half? Tip number two was the more you put in, the more you get out. Tip number three, it's a mental game. And tip number four, I was told that I can. So start fucking telling yourself that you can. Now, now that you've written these down, I promise you, when you when when you dig deeper, when you find how these things manifest in your own life, it's going to allow you to be able to come back to your next gym session 
so much tougher, with so much more resilience, so much harder because you know exactly what to expect from yourself. There's no surprise. You're not playing any games anymore. You've just opened up the honesty box. So when you start going, oh, this is too he- this is too heavy before you've even tried it, you can go, hang on a second. That's not telling myself that I can. When you start going, oh, I'm just going to go to 10 reps instead of 12 because oh, I just can't really be bothered. There's no other real, like there's no other real reason. That's when you can go, wait a second. How do I, how do I feel about doing things by halves? Because if I, if I cut a couple reps off this, where else in my life am I, you know, in quotes, cutting off a couple reps? So it means that there's no more surprises. It means that you can call yourself out and you can instigate the change. Guys, I really, really hope that this episode has resonated with you. I hope that you all got this fire in your belly to just fucking smash your sessions for the rest of the week. And honestly, for the for the rest of your blocks, I really hope that this, this podcast, that these thoughts, that these tips can take you through the rest of your blocks and allow you to take on the energy of 40 rep AMRAPs, you know, like embody that shit. So if you did enjoy today's podcast, do not forget to subscribe to The Most Delicious Life. That way you'll never miss another episode. They drop every single Wednesday at 4.30 a.m. So you can listen to them on the way to the gym, on the way to work, on your morning walk, whatever it is. If you haven't already, don't forget to jump onto the platform that you listen to this podcast on. Give us a rate, give us a review. That's going to help the podcast reach so many more people. And lastly, if you know of a friend or you feel like like your Instagram following needs to hear these tips, needs to hear this podcast episode, please take a screenshot, share it to your stories, tag myself, hannahrose.fit. I'm on Instagram. Um, and yeah, share the love. But thank you guys so much. I just fucking love talking to you all every single week. And I will chat to you guys in the next episode of The Most Delicious Life. 